0: entrepreneur on fire 447 the most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs join john lee dumas and today's entrepreneur on fire Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your design project instead of just one. Start your next graphic design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. The time has come. Your voice messaging system just isn't cutting it anymore. Start sounding more professional with eVoice. Go to eVoice.com and get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Fire Nation, I'm going to cut in here real quick to share with you what is very obvious for my loyal Fire Nation listeners My voice is hurting. I just got back from New Media Expo in Vegas where I spoke three times, hosted two amazing hangouts, And really did what we all should be doing in Vegas and take advantage of the great opportunities, which culminated with a pretty awesome dance party with Amy Porterfield and Pat Flynn at 4 a.m. at Marquee. So maybe a little too much detail there, but I wanted to share with you that I wasn't gonna let anything stop me. I have an amazing guest, Michael Hyatt, to share something that I just couldn't put off anymore because we're in 2014. And I want you guys to be thinking goals, 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 and writing yours down and focusing and Michael Hyatt has the absolute best course that I have ever taken on this. He's just released it, EOFireBest.com. That's EOFireBest.com will get you to this course. I know you're about to get an incredible amount of value from this podcast, so hold on tight, let's get into it. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Michael Hyatt. Michael, are you prepared to ignite? I am totally prepared. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Michael Hyatt is a leadership and personal development expert with a lifelong track record of achieving big goals and inspiring others to do the same. He is the author of eight books, including Platform, Get Noticed in a Noisy World, a New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestseller. And he was recently named one of Forbes magazine's top 50 social media influencers of 2013. Michael is a top-rated blogger on leadership, personal development, productivity, and platform building at michaelhyatt.com, where he has more than 400,000 monthly readers, over 200,000 Twitter followers, and 32,000 Facebook fans. So, Fire Nation, as you can tell, I'm not that, I don't have that typical clean, crisp, John Lee Dumas voice that you're normally used to here, but both Michael and myself just got back from an amazing three day event out in Las Vegas, New Media Expo, where I actually spoke three times, held two amazing hangouts for Fire Nation. I know Michael had one solo presentation and a panel as well, so he was very active. And let's just say that at 4 a.m. in the morning, I was having a dance-off competition with Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield, so my voice is still recovering from all of that fun. But I know you're going to get a ton of value out of this interview we're doing with Michael today. I'm so excited about it. So Michael, I've just given our listeners a little overview. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we really want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of what you have going on.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I've been involved in the book publishing world for most of my career. In the last three years, I've been uh, on this entrepreneurial, solopreneurial uh, journey, which I've loved, but it's so radically different from anything I had known prior to that. But um, I was in the book publishing world most recently, six years as the CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishers, one of the largest publishers in the US. And you know that was the whole corporate thing where I had 650 employees and you know, we we did about a quarter of a billion dollars a year in revenue and, you know, a lot of moving parts, um, a lot of big things that we did, but it, way different than running a small business or being an entrepreneur. So three years ago, I decided to segue from that and pursue my lifelong dream of being a writer and a speaker and a content developer. So I did that. And, you know, there was definitely a transition period, mostly in terms of mindset, getting my mind around this different world where suddenly... I was responsible for every outcome. And if I didn't you know, make something happen, it wasn't going to happen. And I've loved it. I've thrived in this environment. And I, I wouldn't go back into the corporate world. And no disrespect to anybody listening who's <laughs> in that kind of job. But I wouldn't go back into that for love nor money because I just love what I'm, I'm doing. And by the way, I should also mention um, I've been married for 35 years. I have five daughters. Two of them work in my business with me now. And so um, I've had, even in my own life, a lot of moving parts between work and family life and personal life.
0: Wow, Michael. Well, the reason why I'm really excited to have you on today is because the topic we're going to talk about is not the entrepreneur on fire standard. We're going to really focus on something that you've created that I know is going to be so impactful for every entrepreneur, every small business owner, every entrepreneur that's listening here today. And what we're talking about is five days to your best year ever. It's all about getting clear, getting motivated, and most importantly, getting started. Share with Fire Nation right now your inspiration for creating this course, and then we're going to do a deep dive into it.
1: Great. Well, I I really began thinking about this about three years ago. Um, I've been really a creature of habit in terms of goal setting. I've been setting goals since I was in college, and hopefully getting smarter about them and attempting uh, bigger goals with each uh, year. And I just realized that, you know, as you look forward to the next year, it's such a blank slate. It's such a white canvas. It's, um, you know, like Tony Robbins says, you know, your future does not equal your past or it doesn't have to. And the thought of actually engineering or creating your best year ever is an idea that's that's captivated me for as long as I can remember. I'm not the kind of guy that, that enjoys maintaining and I know Fire Nation's not either, but, but uh, these are people, I'm the kind of person, I know you're the kind of person that every year you want to, you know, beat the last year, do better than you did the last year and in every area of your life. Because why do the same thing again? We've already done that. That's boring. You know, let's, let's see what we can do in terms of growth and really engineering the best year ever. It's not just going to happen. Most of us don't drift into our best year ever. I don't care if it's your, your business or your personal health or your marriage or a relationship with a significant other. That doesn't just happen. That happens by being intentional and by creating it. And that's what I try to do in the course. And the possibility of the course is to really guide you through that process of creating your best year ever.
0: So Michael, here we stand in early 2014. This is a time when so many people of all ages, of all demographics say, you know what? I'm making my stand now. I'm going to take control of my life. Why is now the best time to do so?
1: I think for a couple of uh, reasons. One is that culturally, we have all the reinforcement. It's a time of new beginnings. It's like I I grew up in Nebraska, and I I remember uh, walking outside on a winter day after the snow had fallen, and it was just pristine. It was clean. It was fresh. There's something about that. To this day when the snow starts falling, I get excited about it because it, it represents to me new beginnings. And I think this time of year, as we shift from 2013 to 2014, Uh, everything is pregnant with that possibility. We have the cultural reinforcement. We have the natural turning of the, of the calendar year. And this is just a great opportunity to sit down and really map out this next year and take a little bit of time to make sure that it's not a repeat of last year or you're not hampered by what you did or didn't accomplish last year.
0: So, Michael, for me, so many times in the past, I've set goals with the best of intentions, yet year after year, I was failing. I was just never seeing any of that motivation or inspiration come to fruition. Why doesn't this traditional form of goal setting seem to really ever work?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of that, John Lee, is the fact that for the most part, these are resolutions, New Year's resolutions. And I do believe, and I agree with a lot of other people that have commented on this, that The New Year's resolutions don't typically work, and and the reason for that is because they're little more than a wish or a desire or a hope. There's no specificity. They're not measurable, and most importantly, there's not typically a date uh, attached to them. So until you get goals that are SMART goals, and we use that acronym in the course, and people have probably heard it elsewhere, but to really walk through that and make sure that the goal is framed upright- and then I think another huge part of it, and this is one of the things I, I cover in day four or the fourth module of the course, is getting in touch with your inner motivations. What are the things that are really driving you towards that goal? Now, here's the problem. Whenever we uh, take on something big, something that we know is going to be extraordinary if we could accomplish it, it's always fun at the beginning. It's, it's like running a half marathon. I remember the first time I did that, it was in Nashville where I live at the country music half marathon there were 35,000 people that were going to run this race. And it was euphoric. I mean, you could feel it in the air. People were so pumped. And so you started that run and it was great. Well, at the finish line, it was also tremendous because, you know, there you have the crowd, they're cheering, you get your little medal. I mean, you've accomplished something. It's awesome. Where it gets ugly is in the middle. You know, when the crowds have thinned, And when you don't know if you can make it and you're tired and your muscles hurt and you just want to quit and wonder, why the heck did I sign up for this to begin with? Well, that happens to everybody in the pursuit of a significant goal. It's that messy middle. And unless you've identified, clearly identified at the front end of the process why you're doing it, you're going to lose your way. People lose their way when they lose their why. So I help you in the course to identify the whys and write them down as a series of bullets and ask yourself literally, what's at stake if I do this and if I don't? What, um, what is motivating me? What's driving me? Why is this important to me at this time in my life? And when you can write that down, when you're the most inspired, the most resourceful, then it can serve you as you get into the middle of the race when you want to quit and when it's not as easy as you had thought it was going to be. That's the messy middle and you need the motivation to get through it.
0: Michael, that marathon analogy is so perfect. I know for me, I can picture when I used to work for John Hancock, we would always host the Boston Marathon and so each year I would volunteer in the first year I was at the starting line and it was amazing to see in the second year I was at the finish line and it was amazing to see but the third year Michael I was posted at Heartbreak Hill which is right in the middle (laughs) and man it is this slow painful incline that just hits you at the worst possible time as a marathon runner and that's what we're talking about right here Fire Nation because you guys know me I have so much energy I am optimistic about so many things in life and I love setting goals but then after sometimes even just a matter of weeks Michael I'm finding myself feeling deflated and down and my optimism has turned to pessimism and my energy's disappeared how do we avoid this
1: Well I think identifying the the um, the motivations is is crucial but I think another component that's really helpful is if we have a small group of people that we can share this with that are really committed to the goals as well or committed to us accomplishing those goals. I get uh, asked occasionally, should you go public with your goals? And I used to believe that you should. Like the first time I ran that half marathon, I blogged about it. I announced it to my company and, and I invited them to join me. Well, guess what? There was no backing out at that point. <laughs> in fact, I had I had 264 of my employees that first year join me in that half marathon race. And it was crazy. I mean, I had I had one lady that uh ran our our mass sales division, and she lost 80 pounds in just the training for the marathon. So it was a transformative experience, and I had some really positive experience in going public. Then I saw Derek Sivers' presentation at TED, the TED Conference, where he talks about um, that might not be such a good idea because the truth is, for most of us, when we go public with the idea, we talk about that book we want to write um, or something else, it's, we get the psychological satisfaction of having actually accomplished it just by talking about it and so that it can work against us if we're not careful. Now where I stand is I think there's kind of a happy middle ground. And what I would recommend is that you share your goals selectively with people that are willing to encourage you who are really standing with you for the best version of yourself and who will hold you, hold you uh, accountable and kick your butt when necessary and get you back in the game. We all need that. You know, it's much easier to accomplish goals if we enlist the help of our uh, family and friends. And I definitely wouldn't share it with the, the naysayers in our lives. And all of us have these people, you know, the people that just say, well, you've tried that before and it hasn't worked. Or what makes you think you're going to succeed this time? or you're just not meant to do this. And we don't need those voices. We have enough of those voices going off in our, in our own head. We need the people who are going to serve as a counterweight to those voices and encourage us, the people, back to the marathon example, who stand at Heartbreak Hill and are just saying to us, look, you can do it. Keep pressing, keep <laughs> pushing. You're going to make it. That's what we need, those kind of people.
0: I love that message, Michael. And that's why I always talk about the importance of masterminds and mentors surrounding yourself with those like-minded entrepreneurs. And A specific example I'll share quickly is Fire Nation Elite, which is our 100-person membership mastermind. And everybody within is so passionate about supporting each other and holding each other accountable in a very positive way. And great things are coming from that. So for the listeners, find your mastermind, find your like-minded entrepreneurs that you're going to share your goals, your aspirations, your dreams with, and make sure that doesn't include those naysayers that Michael's talking so eloquently about. And Michael... We're here in 2014, and we're all about looking forward and focusing on our goals that we want to accomplish in 2014, but your course is amazing, and you've created an incredible process on reflecting on the past year as well. Why is that important?
1: Wow. Well, I've too often uh, witnessed this in my own life and seen this in the lives of the people that I coach and the people that I've led, where because they had some failure or a breakdown or a setback... They let that sort of pollute their thinking and and basically write the future, you know, because they didn't accomplish that goal in the past. They think, well, I guess I'm not capable of it when really it could have been a thousand and one reasons why they didn't accomplish it. So I take people through a seven step process of processing the past so that you can thoroughly do business with it. You can get rid of the regrets. You can acknowledge those things that need to be acknowledged. You can be grateful for the things that you need to be grateful for. But essentially, so you do business with it emotionally so that it's not something that holds you back uh, as you move into the new year. And and I've noticed, John Lee, that, that one of the things that happens when people uh, think about the past or drag the past, they can have one of two reactions. One could be that they had a setback. And so now they're just a little bit uh, reluctant to set a big goal because they didn't hit it maybe in the previous year. The opposite extreme though is when somebody kills it one year, has a tremendous year. Like maybe you hit a revenue goal or blew out your uh, sales goal or whatever it was. And now you just think just subconsciously, well, I can kind of coast. I can let my foot off the gas. And obviously that's a choice. You can do that if you want to, but I want to do it from an informed perspective of having processed the past, setting that aside, use a different metaphor, turn the chapter. And now what am I going to write in this chapter? What am I going to create? Do I want to Uh, have an improved relationship? Do I want to take my health to the next level? Do I want to build my business to the next level? You know, what is it? But you got to do business with the past before you can do that.
0: Great insights, Michael. And we're going to take a minute here to thank our sponsors. I don't personally have to field a ton of calls for Entrepreneur on Fire. Well, unless of course it's Monday and I'm diving into my eight straight interviews. However, there are still several instances where I'm talking to others in my industry over the phone it might be about an upcoming conference or even a joint venture opportunity because i don't have a secretary or an automated phone system sometimes it's tough to keep track of all the calls that are coming in and going out but thanks to evoice i can have my calls routed anywhere i want so when someone calls in about something that someone else on my team can help with the caller will automatically be directed to them saving both of us time If you're looking for a phone system that can do the same for your business, then go to evoice.com. Enter FIRE at the checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. There are a ton of important things that go into launching your own business. And guess what? Being an entrepreneur means that you're in charge of all of them. Having this responsibility means there are several areas where you can easily get caught up in the minute details that really shouldn't be holding you back from launching. Design projects are just one example. I'm not saying your logo or website design aren't important. They definitely are. But these are the types of projects many entrepreneurs use as excuses for delaying their launch. You can upgrade, tweak, or revise your design at any time. Believe me, i revised Entrepreneur on Fire's logo six times since my launch. Translation, stop using design as your excuse for not launching. There's never going to be a better time to start than right now. The best part is, it only takes a week at 99designs. All you have to do is visit 99designs.com slash fire and you'll get a $99 power pack of services for free. Michael, another thing that we talk about all the time here at Entrepreneur on Fire is the bright, shiny object syndrome and how, especially as entrepreneurs, there are always these amazing opportunities that are cropping up. And both you and I saw being at New Media Expo and all of the great entrepreneurs that were there presenting in the panels, there are so many exciting things going on right now. Here on Entrepreneur on Fire, I really love to bring it back to the word focus, which is follow one course until success. Have that laser beam focus and not get distracted by that bright, shiny object syndrome. So let's talk about the ideal number of goals because we can't just set 50 goals and expect we're going to be able to maintain motivation and excitement on all of them. So can you speak to that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. By the way, I love that acronym, Focus. I've never heard that. It's yours. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. The thing about goals is that they really can act as a filter for us. Most entrepreneurs I know, and this is true for myself, I don't lack for opportunities. And in fact, the more successful you become, opportunities can be the very thing that derail you if you're not careful, if you don't maintain that focus, because they're like, you know, the squirrel thing. They're just a distraction that that takes you off course. So I believe that the ideal number of goals is five to seven, certainly no more than 10. And they should be balanced too. I'm not talking about all career goals. and, And oftentimes when people think about goal setting, their experience is in the realm of their career or their business. But I think you equally need goals that are about your health, about your spiritual life, about your marriage or your most significant relationships, because ultimately, if you don't tend to those things, they're going to derail you. You know, if if your marriage blows up, it's going to have a business impact. If you have a health crisis, you know, you're not going to be as productive at work as you were previously. And if you're dead, you're definitely not going to be as productive. (laughs) So So you got to set these goals Um, In every area of your life, but I think five to seven And, and just in 2014 with my set of goals I had at new media expo and even the beginning of this week I was approached by several people with different opportunities and they sounded tremendous But they're not on my goal list and I just I had to exert the discipline using my goals as a filter saying No Not now That's a distraction
0: I love how focused you are and I love how specific you are. Five to seven goals, Fire Nation. That's a very attainable number. In this course, five days to your best year ever. Who is not willing to give up five days of focus to accomplish your best year ever? I mean, this course, Michael, I want to go on a little side note, was really powerful because it's so well done. And you do it in this great office type area that just looks like this real cool loft with brick in the background. And it's it's almost like a place that I want to live. I could see it set up as like a great office, but it's empty. Where is that place?
1: I normally shoot my stuff in uh, outside of Nashville, Tennessee, where I live. But my video producer lives in Toronto. And this was a time when he just because of his travel schedule, he couldn't come to me and he said, look, if you want to shoot this, you got to come up here And so that literally was a loft in a really funky office space. And they rented out for this very uh, kind of thing. So, you know, we were in there for uh, a very long day shooting from early morning till late at night uh, to generate that video. It's the kind of video
0: where you feel like you're sitting in the room with you. The quality, the high def is incredible. Just your personality, Michael, is so warming and welcoming that I just had a cup of coffee in my hands. I kicked my feet up on the desk and just took in these five days that you set up for these course and really got so much out of it. And then I had Kate, the director of content creation here, sit down and she got done with it. And she was like, we need to rewash this together because I want to talk during this course of five days because I had so many ideas that I'm writing down here, but we can hit pause and interact with each other. So for those that are listening, bring your team into a room. This is entertaining. This is great content that you can then hit the pause button on and then share some great ideas that are going to pop out throughout it. And for that point, Michael, you have a lot of people because I have emails from Fire Nation all the time and people that I'm interacting with at the conference are really saying that they really wish that they could focus on what's really important, but they can't even keep up with all the to-do lists of things they have to do every single day that's pulling them in a million different directions. What do you say to them?
1: This really is important. In fact, I was just having this conversation with my daughter Megan at uh, at lunch today because we're talking about creating a new course on productivity. But I like the uh, framework or the skeleton that Tim Ferriss uses in the four-hour work week. And he says, the first thing you got to do is you've got to look at the whole of your life and you've got to decide what can be eliminated. You know, what's the stuff that you really don't have any business doing? Maybe they, they served a point uh, or served a purpose in the past, but to continue to do them Doesn't nobody really should be doing them? These don't belong in your life anymore. So, elimination is like the first step. The second step, moving up from that though, is automation. You know, there's a lot of things that we do that maybe we haven't taken advantage of technology, like, you know, automatic bill pay would be an example. Why would I sit down and write my bills out every month when I can automate that through my bank system and never think about it again? It's on autopilot. So, elimination, automation, and then delegation. This is where I find a lot of entrepreneurs get into trouble because they want to do it all themselves. You know, they think to themselves, even if they don't think it consciously, they think, hey, I'm the best man or the best woman for the job. Nobody can do it like I can do it. But you're never going to grow beyond your own level. It just doesn't scale if you have to do everything yourself. You're never going to build a powerful, dynamic, uh, impactful company as long as you keep thinking that way. So you've got to be able to delegate and in a world of virtual assistants where you can hire somebody for five hours a week or 10 hours a week, you're crazy. You're stupid not to do that. Every time I've added an assistant in my business since I've been on this entrepreneurial journey, my income has gone up because it's freed me to do what only I can do. So then after the delegation uh, step, then you get then you can actually be left with the things that only you should be doing, the things that really add uh, value. But, and for most of us, that's two or three things i don 't know th- how how you feel about this in your own work, but for me, honestly that 's speaking, writing, creating content anytime i 'm doing something else i 'm wasting resources i 'm not uh, putting myself to its best uh, possible use
0: i 'm very much in the same way. producing content for me has been really the key to my success and on that note, Michael, I really want to talk about when we are setting these goals about the success that we've been having thus far, and we're kind of afraid of failing if we really set those goals too high. So I wanna to speak to that for a second because with Entrepreneur on Fire as an example, 2013 was an amazing year. We were featured on the iTunes homepage three times. We actually won best of 2013 iTunes, and that was an amazing honor. Featured in Time Magazine, speaking at multiple conferences, generating a massive audience, being a top-ranked business podcast. All these things were an amazing 2013 for us. So I have really lofty goals for 2014. And a lot of people that I talked to also had great years in 2013, also have lofty goals. And when I conversed with them, we're scared, we're like, are we setting the bar too high? Are we just setting ourselves up for failure? What would you say to people like us that are thinking along those lines?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations on a phenomenal 2013. Thank you. And I would also say congratulations for being a little bit afraid. I I remember the first time that I killed it in the corporate world. I was a divisional manager at Thomas Nelson and And I took a business that was uh, last out of 14 in our company. We had 14 different profit centers. And I took it from last to first in 18 months. And it was totally a team effort. You know, it was was an amazing thing. But I also wasn't quite sure how I did it. And it scared me to death (laughs) to think back or to think forward to the next year. Like, how am I going to do this again? I'm not sure how I, you know, I lucked out the first time. So I, I think that's normal to feel a little fearful. In fact, let me just say this. Goals are best when they're set in your discomfort zone, not your comfort zone, and this is a huge mistake that people make. They set a goal that's in their comfort zone. They know exactly how they're gonna accomplish it. They're not afraid of it. Um, They're clear that they've got the resources to make it happen. That's a huge, huge mistake because those goals ultimately will not be compelling to you and you'll abandon them in the middle because they're they're just boring. What I like to do conversely to that is I like to take a goal and I like to go right to the edge of my uh, comfort zone and then I like to take it about two clicks past that (laughs) so I'm in my discomfort zone. And I look really for three markers of the discomfort zone. Well, I know I'm there, when I'm feeling a little fearful, when I'm feeling a little bit of uncertainty, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to accomplish it and I'm doubting whether I have the resources actually to make it happen. That's perfect. Because that means it's going to be a big enough goal that I'm gonna. it's going to cause me to have to grow, to adopt new strategies, to learn, and to press outside of who I am and become who I need to be in order to accomplish a goal like that. And I personally find that very compelling. And most people shrink back, but I would just say lean into it. That's awesome.
0: Lean into it. I love that. And Michael, you've inspired me to lean into it. So I've just pulled an arrow out of the quiver. I'm pulling it back. I'm about to pierce the heart of everything we're talking about right now. Michael, what's the most important ingredient for reaching your goals?
1: Without question, you've got to write them down. You know, we've all heard about this study that was done at Harvard or Yale about this class of 1953 and how they wrote down their goals, blah, blah, blah. Well, that study never happened. But there was a lady by the name of Dr. Gail Matthews, who's a, who's a psychologist at Dominican University in California, and she did a study with 267 people. She broke them into different groups and don't have time to get into all the study. But here's what she found. This this to me is amazing. The mere act of writing your goals down, committing them to writing, increases the likelihood of achieving them by 42%. It's more important than uh, taking action in terms – I mean, you've got to take action, obviously – But it moves the needle more than any other single thing. More important than accountability. All those things are important. But just the mere act of writing them down sets something in motion. And that's where we've got to get to. If you write them down, particularly the way I describe in the course, I really believe you've kind of greased the, the skids and you're going to have a much better chance of accomplishing them if you do that. So,
0: Michael, this entire interview has been so powerful. And I know Fire Nation has learned a ton just to the point that we're at now. And before we go into the wrap-up and summation, I just want to share with everybody listening that eofirebest.com, that's eofirebest.com, that's going to shoot you right over to the entire page that Michael's created describing this course more everything that we've talked about, and much more. So you can take some incredible, valuable information from this, make the decision whether or not the course is right for you at that point, but whether it is or not, this interview and that page is going to be of incredible value to everybody listening right now that is looking to make... 2014 the best year of your life so michael thank you for joining us here and let's really do a summation of the course five days to your best year ever
1: my vision for this is that this would be the opportunity for you to craft a year that will truly be transformative that you'll look back years from now and look back and say 2014 up until that point was my best year ever i killed it that year? Well, it begins by designing it. And what I try to do is in a five, five different modules, and by the way, this only takes 30 to 45 minutes a day. So this isn't five full days. This is 30 to 45 minutes a day. Day one, understand the possibility. Day two, reflect on the last year and make sure you've processed the past. Day three, we turn to the future and begin to write down those goals and make sure that they follow a specific format. Day four is to identify and connect with your inner motivation. What's driving you on this goal? And then day five, and this is where the rubber meets the road, making it happen. How do you execute day in, day out, week in, week out, and make it happen and get from here to where you want to be? Then inside the course also, and this is probably my favorite part of the whole course, is the discussion forums. We've created a community of like-minded people who are there just to support one another, encourage one another, answer questions, and all of the rest. Every day consists of a video, short video, 10 minutes or so. Then I've got a, a workbook exercise that you work through to process the information and to put it into practice. There's a full transcript. You can download the videos or the audio, either one. And the idea is that in five days, you've got a plan. You've got a blueprint for this next year that will make it transformative for you.
0: Michael, wait or bring it home, my friends. In Fire Nation, if nothing else, Lean into fear in 2014. I woke up this morning with fear. My voice was shot. I had an amazing interview set up with Michael Hyatt here, and now we're going to be diving into a great webinar, but I'm leaning into my fear. I'm turning it two notches past that point that's comfortable because this is what it's all about as entrepreneurs. We lean into it. I love how eloquently Michael Hyatt talks about this. It's inspirational to me. And again, guys, eofirebest.com will take you right to this course, five days to your best year ever. We're having an amazing webinar as well. The replay to that webinar will be on the show notes page of this interview. So definitely check that out because Michael is just going to continue to give so much value to Fire Nation. And for that, on behalf of Fire Nation, Michael, I thank you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John Lee. The Fire Path is a new email series we just launched, and we're really fired up about it. When you sign up for The Fire Path, you'll receive a weekly email that covers an important step in the process of starting and growing your own business. We drill down and share with you exactly what we've learned over the past year and a half from starting our business. Visit thefirepath.com to sign up today.